0: Another man done gone Another man done gone from the county
1: farm under the It's man Jax Put up Dallas. Let's go. Martin Luther had a dream But Freddy Krueger had a Ruger Ex-Malcolm hopped the picture So now we back to the future Now we back to these losers Embracing death like they used to Poking out they just But listen, son Now you leaking that future. Huh So who's the shooter? Um, is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Huh? Pop would beg to differ. In hindsight, I bet you he said he was not a nigga. Plus, Biggie Smalls was just minding his business, yo. Smoking an Optimo. Somebody got to drop the homie. Biggie has got to go. And they couldn't stop it, no. I wish that they could. Yeah, the world needs change. But, man, I wish that we would. So out a long frown, a man home from a four pound. His blood ripples on the floor from the wall sound his mama sitting at the wake hoping the lord's found another dead another uh-huh. gone now damn another man done gone another man done
0: gone
1: from the county farm another man done gone George you said that it's best to be what you want to be. Fuck it, do what you want to do. So I do what I want to do. Bet you did it the floss. Bitch, I did what I wanted. Bet you did it and lost. Bitch, I did it and won it. Shit, I'm never coming back. Listen, I just want to rap. Gee, I told you all of that. On about a dozen tracks, I don't give a fuck. I just, I just, I just want to rap. Spitting fire on this track, like a fucking thundercat. Plus, this mic is bleeding, rojo. This shit is a no-no. Rolling in that low-low. Plus, I'm from that wall- Mo. Some more love for the fame just to go broke you said like I had the rap game in the show car. Think I got the whole in a damn dog, you crazy, is he the next Jay-Z? my crystal ball is hazy, but I don't know,
2: maybe welcome back to the Insane Podcast. It's your host Chris here, and uh yeah, after taking a month off, we're now doing two episodes in a row here. uh we're back uh. With the antenna check here, uh, I said this last week. It's kind of part two of our uh, San Diego Comic Con follow up. I have joining me today, uh, no stranger to the MTR network. I have Shannon. What's going on, Shannon? How you doing?
3: I am good. Um, I caffeinated enough. Did, yeah, I'm probably it's just starting to kick in. I worked a six day week after we came back from San Diego for some weird reason. I did that to myself. So I'm just now getting back to being a human being.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think only Phenom might have. I think he might have worked from home some of those days. Because I don't know, it would be the middle of the day. I'd be seeing Phenom, like, he'd be tweeting things that I know, are like HGTV. I'm like, what is this? He's not at work, I don't think. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think all the, you worked a six-day week. I um, moved out of my house, and, 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 and I'm actually, I am actually kind of moved out. I'm like... Partly at my house, partly at my dad. Some days, depending on what the day of the week is and what needs to be done. Like, and that's not easy. And that's not easy. It's not easy. I don't know what's wrong with us. Like, why can't we take like the week after coming back from San Diego Comic Con to relax?
3: Somebody actually, so a friend of a friend who was at Comic Con, um, he actually asked our mutual friend. He was like, "Does she sleep?" Because he follows me on Facebook. And he knows that I was, like, at work, like, the whole week following. And, like, it was also my birthday week. So, like, I was, like, trying to, like, be a normal human and do stuff, too. He's just like, does she sleep? And I was like, you can tell him no. Because, <laughs> like,
2: That's I don't. Right right. Has, has somebody seen you work yeah, No, you really don't. Um, Also, no, because you're on the West Coast and I'm on the East Coast, I know I can send you something before... Like I guess I use something around like nine o'clock Eastern time, and probably get a response from you within an hour or two. Knowing that, why are you up that early? And that's like any I'm day of the week, up. right? Right. This
3: whole week I had off, and I was awake at seven a.m. Every yeah, day.
2: yeah. So you know, no, she does not sleep much. She does not at all. Does not sleep. Take some water there. Um. So, uh, like I said, I had phenol you know, when we we started off with uh, the easy stuff. Uh, give me some of your thoughts on um, San Diego Comic-Con this year.
3: I think it was wildly successful in terms of just all the content that we got and how quick we got it out to people. Um, there's still some things that continue to baffle me, like the fact that I feel like we still like kind of have to beg to get into certain rooms or don't get into them at all. and it's the stuff that we cover consistently. So it's just really frustrating. Like, I feel some of the stuff that we don't cover consistently, they always invite us into the rooms.
2: Yeah. I actually start, it, start, it starts feeling bad. It's like, yeah, oh man, I, I really should watch this show, but, uh, I, I'm sorry. Like, you know, we get into the man in the hot cast was, I got to put those pictures out soon. And I'm like, Oh man, I stopped watching that show. I got to catch up on it. we do going to do it. But then fast forward over to, the CW, and outside of uh, Black Lightning, and we're over here begging, and I'm like, yo, we've covered these shows since the beginning. What the yeah. fuck? And I gotta sneak into the room just to get the pictures, and it's a pain in the ass. I'm just like, what are we doing? You know? So, yeah, it it's it, yeah. it can be baffling when you've been doing this as long as we have, and you're still like... But you know what makes you feel better? Talk When you talk to some of the um, photographers or something like that, and then you find out they're in the, they have the same issues, you're like, oh, so it's not yeah. just us. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, you know also that it bothers me too? Is when so let's say we're doing um like I, I enjoy the fact that we got to do the press conference for Star Trek Discovery again and stuff like that. But when I I am gonna lie, when I'm in those rooms and we don't get that we we only get like cover press conference, we don't get like the interviews and things like that. When I go to talk to them and I'm I'm and I'm looking at the uh who's on the press line and it's like, you know, CBS online or something and I'm like, Why are you guys having why are you guys taking a room? Why are you why are you talking to people that you could talk to at any point? Exactly. You know, you can, you can, you can do that at any point. Like, then they happened last year at, uh, I mean, we got the press line. Same thing happened with, um, Asian show last year where they had AB, the the ABC, like Facebook live or something like that. And I'm like, why, why are you guys here? Why are you guys taking up time? You can do this at any, at any point. You're ABC. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? That happens all the time. And I see that. I just, I, I, it always just baffles me. Um, did i tell
3: you about my cool moment in the star trek discovery room no so like the day before i ran into doug jones in the lobby of the hotel and i was just like all fanning out because it's doug jones and he's played every major scary character that i love um and then in the discovery room he totally like waved at me like and you know we made eye contact a couple times during the press conference and he smiled at me and I was just like Doug Jones likes me
2: (laughs) you know Doug Jones who was in an Oscar winning movie so um there you go I
3: know yeah I love him
2: yeah um I was gonna say uh what would you say I mean okay so other than uh, making love to Doug Jones with your eyes uh, other than that other than that what, what, what will be your some of your highlights of San Diego comic this year
3: Okay, I have a a couple highlights. My big one, which you guys will get soon, is that I got to talk to Mark Bernardin, who is, to me, one of my inspirations. Um, I think he's an amazing writer. He's super thoughtful. He does a podcast, uh, Fat Man on Batman with Kevin Smith. Um, And it was just like a random thing we follow each other on twitter i hit him up and was like i'm gonna be at comic-con do you have some time to sit and talk and he was like sure and then we like had lunch and talked for like an hour and a half oh
2: that's so
3: yeah that was amazing and then the other thing the other highlight which i actually didn't know about until this week is apparently on preview night when i went by the steven universe booth and like took photos they then use my photo like all weekend, like during the um, like rotating stuff that they had going on, like showing people the different photos that they could take. Um, which I didn't know until this week when my friend's boyfriend, who was there, was like, "Shanna, was that you were on the screen at the Steven Universe booth like all weekend?" <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, like he, huh. he sent me a picture of it. I was like.
2: I didn't even know. Didn't didn't even know. Didn't even uh. Look at you! You're a mini, mini celebrity in the Steven Universe world.
3: Who
2: who knew? Who knew? <laughs> who knew?
3: Um, and I got to interview uh, Amethyst and Pearl from Steven Universe. So
2: that that, that, that actually is a really great show. If, if you're not watching, like I don't keep up with it all the time. What it is, I watch I watch Stephen Universe like on the side. Like when it comes, so yeah. Like if it's, like, so if, it's just, if I'm just having it on the, sh- the TV on Cartoon Network and it's on, I'll watch the episodes. It is a really good show, though. Uh, and it's you know what it is. It's one of those shows that we need not just for adults, but you know, adults. You can definitely learn from it. But also, think it's great to you know, people always say, "Hey, you got to get them when they're young." Steven Universe is one of those shows. Like if your kids are watching cool. Steven Universe when they're young, I think that they'll grow up uh, way better than we did with way more understanding, way more um, acceptance and inclusion and, 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 and diversity in mind. And it'll be ingrained in them. Cause I think that's the biggest problem um, that we have now. People are always talking about, oh yeah, you know, we gotta, you know, we gotta teach them when they're young, but it's like, who's teaching? Cause the people that are teaching, are usually come kind of about kind of scumbags. So it's like, you know, by doing it this way and, and, and having kids learn from a show like this, I think, I think it's really great, you know? So yeah.
3: I actually, I saw Won't You Be My Neighbor this week, um, the Mr. Rogers documentary. Mm -hmm. And watching that, I was kind of like, who is, because in the documentary, they talk about what children's TV was like at the time that Mr. Rogers was on and like why he felt like compelled to make this show. And I was like, who's kind of like the successor? Like what cartoons aren't just like, people fighting each other or you know just like slapsticky and i thought i was like steven universe is one of those like cartoons that i feel like is continuing the work of mr rogers like just saying like it's important to be who you are and that it's important that we love each other and love ourselves and i don't know i know there are some cartoons doing that but i just don't know how many there are out
2: there I think that is a good, good observation one. I think there aren't, but there's never, there's never a whole lot either. Um, But Steven Universe is definitely in that. Um, I think Clarence is kind of a a weird show because I mean, that kid is the kid on that uh, on Clarence is definitely like, I think all the kids there are kind of developmentally challenged a little bit, Um, Mm -hmm. but it kind of shows them kind of being normal kids. And I think that's a little different, a little different that you don't get. I, my thing is, do we have anything that's li- that's not like animated? The other thing about Mister Rogers is, was this is a grown, a grown man. This is this is. I mean, yeah, they had the puppets and stuff like that, but this is this is kind of live action, if you will. I don't know if there mm-hmm. really is anything. I mean, I know Sesame Street has done some stuff. I know they added. Um, so there's really nice thread on Twitter the other day about how they added a a, a, a um a Muppet that had um has autism. On, yeah, you know, and and uh, um, and uh, that the the lady was something. She wasn't at first. She wasn't really sold on it, but she realized that um, like another gr- a little kid in her um, her daughter's class or something like that came over and wanted to play with her daughter, uh, because and she kind of knew how to because of she had watched Sesame Street with that. So it's like I, I think that sometimes we as adults, and I think this is one of the things too that sometimes we adults kind of overthink some things and don't realize sometimes kids, kids, kids can pick up on things. And so, um, yeah, that's actually an interesting thing. And I I think Steven universe is a really, 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 really important show and it's it's good out there. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else with, uh, San Diego Diego comic-con that stood out to you?
3: Um, I like that you talked about it before, but I like that we have people who know us, like, you know, they're now our like, (laughs) <laughs> Comic-Con crew, like people we run into, the folks at the bar, like yeah, like by the end of the weekend, um, Homegirl and I bonded because um she saw my last name was Bowie and she was wearing a David Bowie t shirt, <laughs> the girl at the bar. And like then every time I walked in, she knew my drink.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, bartenders, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we 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 Venom and I started, you know, I think I think we finally got an finally i think phenom has a for a while the uh, last couple of years we, we've kind of gotten accepted by the the group of photographers that we always see and everyone and almost all of them are based out of la so i think we finally mm-hmm. got you know um because it's, it's so weird to me how many people aren't like there to take professional photos like you like the photo line will be busy but it's not like people there just to take photos like it's very <laughs> it, it's, it's it's actually a, a very small crew of actual like professional photographers there to take pictures. So, um, I think that, I think that's very, very interesting as well. And, um, yeah, I've really enjoyed that. Was it, was it me or was it, it's, it was smaller this year? Was it, it, it didn't feel so here's the, thing, cause they shut down Harbor and anybody who's ever been out to San Diego Comic-Con mm-hmm. the last few years, um, it just, it just felt like so packed because in front of the, the, um, convention center Harbor drive is still, you can still drive on it. until so it's, it's like all the buses are there. And, and, and I don't know this year it felt, I don't know have they put out the official numbers yet?
3: I, here's the thing on the floor. It never felt smaller. Oh no, because the it thing, was yeah. always just as crowded. Yeah. <laughs> like, so whenever I walked through the convention center, it was just as crowded as always. The streets didn't feel as crowded and I was okay with that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, it, i in they put it out yeah da, 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 da. no, it looks like they haven't done it, but i I think that it's probably about the same each year I mean they sell yeah. they sell the tickets, but it just it it didn't feel it, like, and I think because everything was spread out because of you know I said this last week because of the way um uh, uh the uh they didn't have some of the stuff for hall h people were more spread out, and um again, not shutting down harbor, i mean shutting down harbor meant people can actually walk in the street. <laughs> so you don't feel like you're just like cramped all the time so mm-hmm. um yeah 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 so uh what's next for you because i know so one one i know we talked about this last time you were you were on not too long ago you were on uh talking about the, the comic book how's that going
3: uh, okay so that is going pretty well um I only have about, like, 25 subscribers on Patreon, but still. That's all pretty good. Excited yeah, yeah. for
2: every single one. It's, yes. it's, it's been, like, about, a, it's been about a month, right? I
3: cannot believe people are supporting me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been about a month, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad, actually. Um, hey, you got more than some people that have been on there for years, so.
3: I know, I know. I, it, it's, it's a weird. It's a
2: weird thing, isn't it?
3: Yeah, Patreon's like a weird thing. Um, So the thing that I've been working on now is also um, getting kind of the legal and financial stuff in place with Mm the comic. Um, That doesn't mean I'm not like writing or... Well, I'm technically not writing because every time I go to write, I'm like, actually, I should figure out this whole copyright trademark thing. (laughs) Um, But I'm taking notes constantly because I've also been doing a lot of reading of stuff. And so it's really and like today i had to run errands and i ended up like walking all over downtown oakland so i was actually taking a lot of reference pictures for my artists um so i'm it's like constantly in the back of my mind like i'm kind of always writing in my head um and and figuring out story and character and all that kind of stuff so that's what's going on with that um it's a little daunting also with patreon because like i'm like oh people are giving me money now which means like i have to give them content yeah <laughs> i have to keep them updated
2: <laughs> now you guys now you guys see why I'm always, I'm always i'm always freaking out about uh premium it's like it's 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 one of the. but you know what that's a good sign of, of a business because there are people out there that are just like oh yeah we, we're we getting money and we haven't put anything out new in like you know eight months and i'm just like i can't do that right i can't yeah and when people are giving me money i feel like i have to give you something right I, yeah. just even if it's me just saying hey something's coming you gotta do something right and you're right it's just a weird feeling going oh wait you guys are actually expecting something from me oh i have a response it's another job
3: yeah but it, it really is and it i also oh this is the other crazy thing that happened on my birthday um i got a, a job offer so i have a new job
2: oh look at you shit
3: <laughs> <laughs> so i'm in this like weird in between state where i have to close out my current job and you know make sure everything is tied up there and then i'm already like thinking about starting my new job and I have like stuff going on with my house that I'm trying to get in order. And so it's just, I think the last like three months of my life have just been like house stuff, job stuff, craziness and San Diego smushed in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I, it's just my constant process. Like I haven't had a moment to think really much except this week I did a little bit. Um, But even then I mostly slept. Um,
2: Hey look look but you know what sometimes this is honestly when you're when you're doing something that requires creating I feel like sometimes that sleep part is something that we as creators um sometimes forget to do and it's actually just as important because it's the one thing you feel you'll get burned out um you'll be hard to come up come up with something creative to do if you don't get that sleep so sometimes just going fuck it you know what I know I got a ton of stuff to do but I'm going to take this 2 hours and 3 hours and maybe sometimes 6 hours and sleep sleep instead and you wake up and you're like, okay, now I can get the shit done, you know. So, yeah. I I yeah. woke
3: up the other day at like seven a.m. and then by like ten, I was like, I'm gonna take a nap. <laughs>
2: yeah, Sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes that's what you, you honestly, you honestly need. Um, it's so funny. Uh, it, it, everybody in the MT uh, network the either getting new jobs or going through housing stuff or like poor, poor T pom He's over there yeah, between new house, new. <laughs> I don't want to call it Susan's not really a new wife. I mean, they've been together for a while. So it's like,
3: but he did get no, married. But That's new. it's different when That's you're married, married. though. It, it's it's it different. It the dynamics.
2: Uh, a new puppy. Like, he's, I think, I think, I think we still have a lot to catch That's up to to to, right. to, 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 to on with everything he's doing. I mean, it's like, wife, a uh, new puppy, new house. I think he's doing a new job. Like, he's just got a lot of shit going on. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> it's, like, it's like, dude, like, man, like. You talk about me, and then and then still, still you got podcast week coming up soon, I think. So it's just, <laughs> yeah, a ton of stuff, ton of stuff. So, um, all right, cool. Um, before we get further, because uh, the we, there is something that I did want to bring up with your ear comic, um, because you 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 mentioned you were taking reference photos for your um for your artist, and she did a really good. We got a new banner that we put up on the young young god um page. I think it's on your Patreon that looked really really great. It is an awesome uh, banner image. So um, make sure you guys go to younggod.mtrnetwork.net. You can also go to the Patreon page uh, and check that out and sign up again. You know, you're still on track for what? Tonight, uh, January delivery.
3: Yes. And honestly, it like the levels are as low as a dollar. So if you're like, I ain't got it, but I can, you know, toss you a dollar a month, I'm happy with that.
2: (laughs) <laughs> that's a great thing about that's a great thing about Patreon. You can go that low and just be like, "Hey, give me a dollar, and we'll see where we can go for that." So, um, all right, let's uh, let's see that that that. I think we took care of all the major stuff. Let's get into hold on, my my laptop closed down, so I didn't have my I actually had notes this week. Amazing that. So okay,
3: there is. One thing that I want to talk about, and it is this movie that I saw yesterday, right, which was Bananas.
2: <laughs> what, what movie was it?
3: Um, it's called Good Manners. It is a Brazilian film. It is set in Sao Paulo. It is about this black maid named Clara. She start, She's a maid and a nanny. She starts working for this... Um, I mean, she's Brazilian, but she's white presenting woman, um, has a lot of money. Um, She moves in with her while she's pregnant to, you know, help her get ready because she's alone. Um, And so she starts noticing like weird things about the woman. And like she has a gun in her house and she's all alone, which is weird. And then and she has like these pains and stuff like that and then they kiss and then like like she's sleepwalking the woman and then they kiss and then she bites her and like licks up her blood and then you're like wait what huh because I thought it was going to be like this upstairs downstairs like black maid white woman like I thought it was going to be like class and like race. And then all of a sudden it turns into a freaking werewolf story.
2: Yeah. I'm seeing the, um, I saw the, the pit the, wow. How'd you see it?
3: <laughs> it's playing at this um, theater um, in San Francisco with the Roxy that does like independent films. And then my friend was like, Oh, we're going to see this. We also saw an anime before that called satellite girl and the milk cow, which was also bananas. It was just a night of weird foreign films.
2: <laughs> Subtitled. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah. Both subtitles, um, which uh, our other friend, Christina was like, You mean I have to read for both of (laughs) these? We are like, yes, there's reading involved. Sorry. Um, But this, yeah, it it was like weird. And the tone of it was very dark. Then there was random parts where they sang. So it became a musical sometimes. I just, it was all over the place, but it was so good. And the werewolf stuff was really, really good too. It did, it did not go anywhere I expected it to go. That's all I'm going to say, hmm. but everyone should go see it.
2: Yeah. I'm now, I'm now interested in trade. It sounds very weird. Um, I'm wondering now, I'm wondering if they'll send it to us during a uh, award season. Cause then I can just wait until they send me the DVD.
3: Mm, hmm. I hope so. I really hope it's up for some awards. It was really well done. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I saw you saw. Yeah. saw I saying something about it being bananas. Then I look at that. Look at the, the 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 movie poster for it. and It's got this one hand with like a a, a like a it looks like a werewolf paw going. I'm like, what the fuck does she watch? Like.
3: Yeah. I and I didn't know anything going into it. That was the thing for both movies. I walked in completely blind. And like, I kind of expect, I always expect the anime to be weird. So that I wasn't as surprised by (laughs) when homegirl like bit her and then like licked up the blood. I was like, what are we doing? What What are we we doing? doing? Because it starts off so, like, this maid doesn't have any money and she almost doesn't get the job because she's, like, clearly lied about all of her references. (laughs) Like, and you're all like, just give her a chance. Like, clearly she needs the job. And and then she gives her the job and you're like, okay, so this is going to be, like, about class and the awkwardness of, like, living in this woman's house and all of this stuff. And then it turns werewolf.
2: Hmm. I always love those kind of movies where you're just, like, did not see that one coming, you know. Just, I mean, it. it you got to remember, last year a film one that a woman fucks a fish. So hey, you know what? Anything is possible. Right. Although, right. Like, I don't, <laughs> and look, I don't care what nobody says. That movie was good. So, um, I people, a people a were like yeah, it's such a good film. People were like, "Oh, I just saw fish fucking." I'm like, "Oh, okay, guys, uh, you guys have no taste in films, but oh, okay, <laughs> it's a good
3: fucking film." You knew it was gonna be like just bananas, uh Shape of Water, when five minutes in she was masturbating in the bathtub.
2: Right. I was like, "Yo, you guys, come on, like, let's, let's go. Like, what are, we, what are we doing here, guys?" Um. All right, so let's move on to some of these weird topics. I, so, so, like I said, it's been like, um, I haven't consistently been doing, obviously, we were kind of off for like almost a month, right? And I've been seeing this throughout the year where there is, everybody's writing these terrible articles about millennials this, millennials that, and what millennials are doing, because millennials are, aren't able to, you know, buy mansions because they eat avocado toast and all this other stupid shit, right? Um, Which
3: avocado so, toast is delicious?
2: Yeah, I'm so like, and, I'll take it. Well, and I, I still haven't figured out how that works. Like avocados aren't that expensive, so why is <laughs> why are avocado toasts keeping you from I don't know out of living? That's not what the problem is. It's just that everything else is expensive. Like I don't. What the fuck? So I found a new one though. Um, how bachelor bachelor and bachelorette parties could be standing in the way of home ownership. Our bachelor party—the new avocado toast. (laughs) This is already fucking stupid.
3: But I thought millennials also weren't getting married because we were heathenless and godless. We were heathens and godless and all that. Yeah,
2: our lack of making babies is ruining the world. But also, I I don't understand. Nothing makes any sense anymore. I think the people just blame. It's what old people always do—they blame millennials, you know. And it's just fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Um, Did you
3: see that meme about millennials today that somebody was like, just say millennial, instead of saying millennials, just say people under 40, because now millennials counts for anybody from Chris Evans to Tom Holland. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, that's about right. (laughs) That's that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. You're a millennial. If your generation didn't actually cause a financial collapse or the, the financial strikes that we're in right now. If you are not in that group, then you are millennial because the group that actually did cause all the fucking problems wants somebody else to blame other than themselves. That's how you know if you're a millennial or not. Um. So here's the article, and it's in today. It says, If owning a home is high on your bucket list, you might want to think twice before jutting off to too many destination bachelor or bachelorette parties. We know you've been told that giving up avocado toast and coffee will set you on the path of state towards saving your for your dream home. But a study from the real estate website Zillow shines a light on the money uh, going towards lavish pre-wedding bashes instead of savings account. The study found that attending nine nine destination bachelorette parties in your lifetime can set you back, backwards up to thirteen thousand seven hundred eighty-eight dollars. First of all, who the fuck Ooh. is going to nine <laughs> destination bachelorette? Not weddings, not destination weddings, destination bachelorette parties. Who?
3: i actually didn't there was just a whole thing on twitter this woman was asking jet blue if she could get her money back because the opposite her friend she was supposed to be in her friend's wedding and then her friend didn't want her to be in the wedding anymore because she couldn't go to all the the stuff because they were doing like a bachelorette party and a bridesmaid something else and and she's in school she couldn't do all that so she was just going to come for the wedding and her friend was like actually so I guess there may be some people who do like these lavish, like bachelorettes and bridesmaid parties and all this other stuff, but like multiple ones in one year. No, that's not a real thing. They made that up.
2: You can spend up to 35% of a down payment on a median price home in certain areas of the country. celebrating our friends, nuptials. Zillow pulled statistics from wedding website The Knots 2016 Guest Wedding Study, which estimated at the time that a destination bachelor, bachelor party averaged between uh, $1,532 and uh, $1,106,000 for a bachelorette party. Fast forward to 2018, experts at The Knot have actually seen a decrease in the cost, but an increase in the number of people attending them. Here's the problem with these studies. There's no correlation. There's no correlation between the people that are spending that money and going to these things and them buying a house there's no correlation people are just saying oh because P- uh, and this is what you see with all these 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 studies on on millennials that are blaming millennials on doing this or not doing such and such is that they're basically going and saying oh well this group of people spend this much money on this and we also have a a, 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 a bunch of people not spending money on houses so obviously it's that they're going no that's not what the fucking problem is that's that's, that's that's not how that works. Not to mention the big, the big key thing in here is the, depending on the certain area of the country, because I've been watching, so everybody knows here, I'm trying to sell my house and move into a new one and I'm in the Maryland area and there, the wide swing in prices in this area are ridiculous, but also, I watch a lot of HGTV and I'm watching a lot of people in different parts of the country try to find houses and buy houses. Like if you're in Texas, oh my God, what you can get. $300,000 $300,000 is like a mansion compared to what you get out here. Like, it depends yeah, on what I area.
3: saw, um, was, I was watching Queer Eye, and like some kid that they were helping in like rural Georgia was about to start college and had purchased this, like, it was like the house wasn't huge, but it's huger than most people's houses. And he bought it on like 10 acres of land. And I'm like, and he's fresh out of high school.
2: Well, it also depends on like, where he his money from? Parents.
3: I assume part of it is from his parents, but I was just kind of like, uh, the, the fact that anybody can like purchase that much land in any area because, like, in the Bay Area right now, I mean, everybody knows housing is crazy here.
1: Mm, oh yeah,
2: <laughs> California's ridiculous. Yeah. What, what, what area was it? Was he was 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 he buying the house in?
3: Yeah, I have no idea. It's like somewhere, okay. middle of nowhere, in Georgia.
2: Another <laughs> well, uh, thing too, like I watch the show Fixer um, uh, Upper, so it has uh, Chip and Joanne. Which, by the way, if Chip and Joanne ever have a breakup or they somehow get a messy divorce or something like that, that's just our key that love is, love is nobody nobody can make it because those those two like are amazing. Um, but like they're they're they basically so they're basically helping with the whole revitalization of Waco, Texas, right? So they have people moving into Waco and what they can buy in those areas is so cheap compared to everywhere else. So I'm just like, yeah. Um uh I am um, I it really just depends on the area you want to live in and, and what you want to do. If you're trying to live in a city or a bigger place like this, then yeah, that's not gonna work. But if you're living in somewhere like like you said, almost like the middle of nowhere, then yeah, you'll be fine. So it's a wise swing and it, it also depends. It also depends on what your finances are. Can your parents help you out for your first home? Like, you know, I got really, really lucky with mine, you know, and I bought something really, 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 really cheap uh, for a foreclosure and kind of forego, uh, you know, I had to forego going and doing something something bigger, you know, um, and then I'll, I'll get something bigger down the line. But that, you know, a lot of people, sometimes, sometimes people can't make that choice. If you're, let's say you're, coming out of your first home and you already have a kid or two. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you going to do? So it's, uh, I don't know. I, I, I just hate these articles about what millennials aren't doing because it's like, it also freaks to add in there there was a huge financial crisis not too long ago. Like I think yeah. a lot of people make it seem like that 2007, 2008 financial crash was a long time ago. It wasn't. It was less than 10 years, 10 years ago. In 10 years that's that's, you know, it takes a while. If you were caught up in there you know, and had to, let's say, cause a lot of people I know had to end up buying around that time. Oh, well, actually before that time, um, you end up getting underwater on your house and now you have all this problem. It's like this idea that you can just, Oh yeah, we can just, um, we, we can just, uh, 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 don't go to that destination wedding and don't do this and cut back on this. It's like, don't eat avocado toast and you'll be able to get the house you want. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. That's not what it is. Like you know, you know, yeah, it's one thing to cut back on what you need to do, but it's another thing to, um, it's it's another thing to, uh, completely like forget the disregard how markets f- and how the world works. Right. What is, is that? But it's also like people aren't going. What I, when I find when I'm reading things about millennials, it reminds me of how people. Act when it comes to people with food stamps. You know how if you have if you're on food stamps, you're not allowed to eat steak. You should not be ordering steak. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta eat beans. You know, you gotta eat the the government cheese and the beans, and you can't get steak and lobster. And remember all that stuff that the Republicans wanted to limit what people could buy with their um their their government assistance. Like that's ridiculous. Why can't somebody have steak? Like, oh, you can only eat. You have to eat only nutritional stuff you have to eat this. You can't eat this. You can't do this. And you got, that's bullshit. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know? And I, I just, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's absolutely crazy. And I, I think it's, 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 it's one of the things that I I see happening here. And then just the things that people say that you're not, people haven't learned. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that, uh, it's just another one of those ways of people shoveling off on their own insecurities and what they think onto somebody else that they think doesn't know what they're doing. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's you know. Let people let people enjoy themselves. Um speaking of uh letting people enjoy themselves. Um, you know what, let's do this one. I don't feel like going into politics right now. We'll do another fun one real quick. Did you see the joint about the um Egyptian zoo? and they painted their don- uh, they painted some donkeys to <laughs> like zebras yes. this was amazing like this is like this is the second time i've seen it cuz wasn't there that one zoo or something like that 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 had like that dog with the they cut the dog's mane to look like it was a lion and people were like that's not a fucking lion and the Gibson zoo has come under criticism for being accused of painting donkeys to make them look like zebras the zoo in uh, Nas- i think it's nasir city was denied the allegation, but uh, Muhammad uh, Sirhan, a recent high school graduate whose uh, recent Facebook photos of the two animals stirred the pot, is convinced otherwise. Yeah, think it, it's a—it's clearly a fucking donkey. And what, what's weird about it is it's a donkey, and it, the, the 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 paint is smeared. <laughs> the paint is smeared. It's just when we approached the zebras, we realized that the lines were clearly painted, and the paint was smudge this was paint was smudgy. And his hair was nothing like that of the zebras. Uh, Saran told ABC News, "It was a normal Egyptian donkey that you see everywhere. <laughs> just,
3: just you know those, you know those Egyptian uh, donkeys that look just like zebras. They're practically the same thing.
2: Like the same thing. <laughs> you know, you know it's, it's just, you know, it's just you know, it's just the colors. You know, it's different. That's all." Saran was visiting the the zoo in Eastern Cairo at the Minis- uh, municipal uh national garden park. With his family last week, we need to have the now, now viral photos. So stupid in our country, at least in a level that they are now painting over a donkey to make it look like a zebra he said in the pose, which has been shared over 10,000 times. They are so stupid, they forgot to paint another layer, so it smudged on the donkey. Hey. Yo, it, it's like I saw one picture, I'll see the other picture. Like, the donkey literally does look like it, it slept on its face in the makeup, like you know what it looks like? It looks like when, um, you know, football players, uh, they they put the the the, the sunblock <laughs> under the eyes. That's what it literally looks like. That with the donkey, like like he put too much on his face before going out there. It is incredible. He's
3: looking like uh, the Winter Soldier when he came back yes, from the dead.
2: <laughs> absolutely, yes. ABC News was unable to reach the International Garden Administration for comment, but uh, but uh, but Muhammad Sultan, the director of the Cairo's Ky- Garden Products the government body regulating the zoo in question has told the local media that the zebra is real. Come on, guys, come on. When a senior official with the Egyptian Central Administration for Zoos told ABC News that the quote-unquote zebra is without a doubt fake, adding that the facility doesn't even fall under the group's supervision. This is the part that I found funny. It's not even a real zoo. Um, the head of the Central Administration said, the only zebras in Egypt are found in the Giza or Alexandria zoos. Zoos in Egypt are notorious for the hard conditions the animals are forced to endure. The Giza Zoo, the oldest and largest in Africa, lost its accreditation from the World Association of Zoos and the Aquariums in 2004 because of its deteriorating conditions. So, like, so even the re- so so this zoo isn't even a real zoo, and and one of the places that does have a real zoo isn't even accredited with the Association of Zoos.
3: <sighs> this is this is why they have donkey zebras. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Because <laughs> nobody is coming to check on them.
2: <laughs> fake news, fake news. These are real, zo- like real. Like what? What is? What is this? This clearly is not a zebra. Like you look at. Like what are you do What did you guys do? Like this is, this is amazing. Like, and like either, either it's not a real zebra or who painted the zebra to make it look like it was a fake zebra? Like so many things are going on here. What's happening? What? Are, what are we doing this? Why? Why? Why is this? What's going on here? I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand. Um. Yeah, I. I just. Don't, don't get. It. All right. Uh, speaking of some other things that are just um, completely ridiculous. I. So I've been hearing this, and. So I said this is last week, guys. I I do not miss talking about politics, because politics has gotten, fucking stupid. I'm going to read this headline. GOP candidate accused of being a devotee of Bigfoot erotica by Democratic opponent in Virginia House race.
3: I have questions.
2: A Virginia Democrat is accusing a Republican opponent of being a devotee of Bigfoot erotica based on screenshots he appeared to have posted on Bigfoot with a large penis. Leslie Cockburn lives in rural Rappahannock uh, County and is running against De- Denver Riggleman in the, Senate, in the state's 5th congressional congressional district, which includes part of Charlottesville. Cockburn, a firm, former journalist-turned-Democrat, hopeful, has previously criticized uh, Riggleman, a distillery owner, for campaigning with the state's GOP Senate, uh, Senate candidate, Corey Stewart, a neo-Confederate. He's a neo-Nazi. Corey Stewart is the one that ran also ran uh, and just to give you guys a quick uh brief summary on Corey Stewart this is a guy who I think I covered him on this show he um he did he he did a um he had a little oh actually i hear i have it right this is him at at a um proud confederate uh event that they they did in in in, in uh in, in Charlottesville when well, I think it was
4: America. No matter where you go in the world, if somebody asks you where you're from, you say with pride, "I am from Virginia." I'm from Virginia. And you know something?
2: This is like they are surrounded. There's a giant Confederate flag hanging above them. There's a giant Confederate flag in the back of. The, I think there's two Confederate flags in the, in the back of the state. It's almost like they're at this like um, what is it? They're it's, it was a, oh, the Old South Bowl in Danville, Virginia, gave a speech saying that Virginia was the state of Robert E. Lee and so will Jackson, adding that the Confederate flag is our heritage and what makes Virginia, if you take it away, we lose our identity. Um, yeah, that's what that, that this event is for. What is it
4: about Virginia that makes us special? What is it? First colony of Virginia, the first colony of America. This is it. This is where it all started. This is where it all started. It's where it all started.
2: Virginia. So we started with our slaves it great. it's great the state
4: of Washington Jefferson, Madison, and Monroe but it's also the state of Robert E. Lee and Stonewall
2: Jackson <laughs> uh, I, 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 that, that got why don't
3: people point. always talk so much about Robert E. Lee didn't he lose? He's a am loser. I
2: incorrect? no he lost he, he lost. It's, they're a bunch of losers
4: and let me tell you something let me tell you something that is our heritage. That is our heritage. It's what makes us Virginia. And if you take no that away, we lose our identity. We lose our identity. And so I know I've got a lot of criticism, not only from Democrats, not only from from the media, but a lot of establishment Republicans. Uh, they, uh, Bunch of losers,
2: goddamn. <laughs> bunch of fucking losers. You're just a fucking loser. That's all the... You're just a fucking loser. Good God. But anyway, so so instead of going after uh, Riggleman for campaigning with a neo Nazi and neo Confederate, no, Cockburn decides to go after him for his term images about Bigfoot. Uh, my opponent, Daniel Riggerman, a Riggleman, a running mate of Corey Stewart, it was called on camera campaigning with the white supremacists now i think that actually might be the, <laughs> the, bigger, the bigger issue. Here.
3: yeah i if you're gonna choose like a thing to make a thing or maybe they feel like people would be okay with the i'm a racist thing
2: so i'm not I, yeah well <laughs> that's the thing I, well so the, i'm too adult to this right because um, I was going to cover the story anyway but then I saw that last, last podcast and Left covered it as well and they were they were kind of talking about it and they were like well I don't know if you kind of go like this is, this is kind of where the Democrats fuck up because to me if you go on the Bigfoot thing that kind of makes a guy kind of almost almost charming it's like maybe you should go over the fact that he's kind of like campaigning with white supremacists but my thing is I don't know in Virginia uh, campaigning with white supremacists might not be enough he might this might be the way to win like I this is how fucked up our political process goes I'm like I don't know. Hitting them for the white supremacy thing might not be enough in Virginia, because Virginia is kind of racist, guys. It kind of is. Like in the upper part, the, the 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 north parts of Virginia, like near D.C. stuff like that, you're okay. But look, I sometimes have to drive um, when I'm leaving work. some of the take the back roads, and man, you see some you 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 see some some other shit. So I'm just saying, I'm I'm not surprised. Anyway, she says, this is not what we need on Capitol Hill, which, okay. Um, so, Cockburn's post was met with rage by several self-identified progressive white men, accused her of kink-shaming, and said that they hope she loses as a result. Oh, my God.
3: I, so, again, I don't care about his kink. I actually think that's the least of his shortcomings. But there's also like this new thing with kink shaming where it's like, so now we can't.
2: Some people. It's weird. It's weird. No, it's, not it's, okay. all it's weird. Kinks are okay. It's weird. Like, it's, yes, weird.
3: Yes, yes. it's weird. Yes. We should not shame people for their kinks. But if somebody's kink is.
2: Weird. For... It's, it's fucking weird. Yeah. I... <laughs> like, look, they're, they're, look, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I don't give a fuck if it's problematic. Look. I was looking, uh, when I was look, looking up this story, uh, when you put it into, <laughs> to, uh, when you put it into Google, it comes out like, apparently there's an 8,000% increase in porn erotica searches on Pornhub. It's weird, guys. It's weird. It's weird. Like, I think that as we, as we do all this stuff, we got to make sure, hey, I'm not going to shame you. You can do whatever you got to do. But I'm going to tell you, it's fucking weird. It is, you know what else is weird? Ah, uh, and now I'm just yeah, look. We all we we've all been to Pornhub at some point in our lives. All right, so we're all adults here. Um, what's also really weird is the increase in because I know this is kink shaming as well. The increase in um step step-mother, stepmother stepson or stepfather stepdaughter uh, oh, yeah. porn on on Pornhub, guys. What the fuck's going on here? What are we doing? <laughs> what is this about? What what what? what like, okay, listen, 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 listen. I understand. Don't kink shame. We're all adults. What the fuck? What the fuck is this? That's That to me is beyond kink shaming. That is just w- 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 wrong. <laughs> we- I
3: think, yeah, I, it's like this weird thing. I think they were kind of talking about this, um on Project Fandom, uh, Nina, and then we're talking about this with, like, Westworld. It's, like, this weird thing with porn, right? Because while they're playing out a scenario that is weird, they also, it's, like, everyone knows that these people are not really related, right?
4: hmm
3: So it's, like, this weird thing where it's, like, you could argue that, like, well, I know they're not really related. I just like the scenario, but that's weirder. That's,
2: that's, that's, <laughs> so, wait, you like the scenario of a stepfather or a stepson banging his stepmom when his father's away? That is weird. But it's also like, because you
3: don't like the, you, like, it's, it's weird. yeah, I get like, I'm just like imagining people justifying it because it's also like, well, they're just step, they're not really related, both in real life and in the scenario. <laughs>
2: right. Right. It's just, this is, this is just a weird thing. It's really, really weird. I'm sorry. Look, hey, 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 watch what you want. I'm not shaming your kink. I'm not trying to shame you. I'm just telling you, hey, it's fucking weird. Hey, do what you want to do jerk off to it get off to it hey do whatever you gotta do it's fucking weird it's fucking weird it's fucking weird it's okay to be weird I think that we can to me removing the shame of everything is saying that it's okay to be weird but I'm still gonna tell you you're fucking weird it's fucking weird alright I'm letting you know you're fucking weirdos I love you guys being weirdos but you are definitely a fucking weirdo it needs to be said now we got that all the way you know just like Hey, look, 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 hey, you know, we've done this with the sex doll, the sex boss and sex dolls before, right? Look, 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 hey, no shame in doing that. I understand it. Hey, it could be good. Maybe you spice up your sex life. I get it. All right. Still fucking weird to see these grown ass men with these sex dolls talking to them like they're real people. Weird. It's fucking weird. (laughs) You know? Like, I just, I, 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 you got to draw a line somewhere. People are like, don't kink shame. All right. So you're, you go over to your buddy's house for the housewarming and his sex doll sitting at the table going, Hey, me and me, me and Kim want to welcome you to our new house. (laughs) Who's Kim? Kim right there at the table. Brad, that's a sex doll. How dare you, sir? Get the fuck out of my house? How dare you talk to my girlfriend like that? That's weird. That's weird. all right? like I think this is, this is one of those things where I think that we we kind of blur the line but there's where I think this, 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 this Donald Trump has not helped the situation here with declaring everything fake news at some point, I think I need we need a little normalcy, all right? We need to have a baseline <laughs> somewhere where anything over the line is weird It can be okay to be weird. It can be okay. But it's weird. It's weird. We need to. We need to, We need to all agree on that. right? Step. 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 Parent and step. 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 Daughter and and, and son. Porno. Weird. Pick when It gets weird too. It's like you know you get the the stepmother is sleeping with the stepson, but then the daughter comes in and they decide to make it a three way. That is weird. Oh. I'm sorry. That is disgusting and weird. Or
3: there's another like one that's. Like a lot of, um, like mom hooking up with boyfriend of daughter, and then daughter walking in.
2: Yes, and then they all and then they (laughs) all join in. And I'm just like, wait a minute, weird, weird. Because first of all, first of all, first of all, we're gonna be real here, guys. The way that all this stuff works, technically, I mean, because everybody again, this is how everybody justifies it because all the actors are above 18. But in that scenario, those kids are definitely high school kids. It's <laughs> fucking weird. I'm just telling you. Hey, hey, not shaming your kink. It's fucking weird, though. You know it's weird. I know it's weird. It's fine. But it's fucking weird. All right? See, and this is why you don't talk about Book for the Erotica, but you get into talking about the weirdness on, on Pornhub, all right? But um, Anyway, here is Denver Riggleman talking about Uh, Bigfoot and and stuff and um, as he talks he's kind of racist
5: first time I I met you you spent about an hour
2: talking about Sasquatch
5: and I thought that was really weird
1: (laughs) do you think
2: (laughs) no that is fucking weird that is fucking weird you meet somebody and all they do is talk an hour about Bigfoot it's fucking weird that's correct. Yeah, I don't want that in Congress. I'm sorry. Got enough weirdness in Congress. Ah, got no one a Bigfoot. You know the white supremacy thing is also probably a big fucking problem. But on top of that, he's also ble- he also doing the Bigfoot shit. No. Well, um, I guess I was,
3: it just um, depends. Though is it is he talking about Bigfoot because it's like a sexual thing, or is he talking about Bigfoot a lot because he's just somebody who is obsessed with fantastical creatures.
1: Hmm. <laughs>
4: Good point. Oh my gosh. So I assume uh, there's a Sasquatch whiskey coming.
1: There there
0: could be is it? He's, uh, he's sort of a monkey. He is sort of a monkey. well, it depends on who you're arguing with, right? You know, there's there's four different major Bigfoot belief type systems. You know, you got the biological entity believers who I'll call the BEs And no, yeah. I can't go into this. No, go into it. No, yeah. no go down, no, I'm going to do this. this. So,
2: I'm pretty sure there was a campaign manager telling him, please stop. Please stop. What but as a good he, Republican oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yes.
3: Like, I was kind of being facetious, but he, like, hit me with that, like, realness. He's like, so there's three different types of Sasquatch believers. <laughs> like, like, he had a whole thing <laughs> ready. <laughs> this is great. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's just. No, yeah. this is so. This is super interesting. Please
4: well,
0: th- Well, so I did research for 10 years on Bigfoot. He did research for ten years on Bigfoot.
2: Can't be in okay. Congress. You can't be in Congress. You can't be in Congress. <laughs> I'm drawing a line. No. no, no.
3: Everyone has their hobbies.
2: <laughs> no, no. He's,
3: I, he's a Bigfoot. We need normal. Bigfootologist.
2: We need normal in Congress right now. We need normal. Ten years of Bigfoot research? No. Ten years of Bigfoot? Because here's no. Here's the thing. It takes one year. Look at all the shit and go, huh, Bigfoot doesn't exist. Here you go on. What are you doing for ten years? What are you doing for ten years?
3: I I mean people research all sorts of fantastical <sighs> What's his name? Believed in fairies. Uh very famous guy. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle.
2: Yeah, but wasn't that like like a hundred years ago or something like that? It wasn't recent. <laughs> Like they also believe this is thought the dinosaurs were fucking dragons. It's like okay, but they weren't they were stupid back then that's okay back then. like you know when you were old they they didn't have things like you know you know ground penetrating radar and like they didn't have they didn't have tools to figure out that oh wait, they didn't exist or
3: you know you could keep that childhood whimsy alive
2: <laughs> if only you had this kind of if only you research for ten years about you know white supremacy. And not bigfoot, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or not, you
3: uh, know, basic history.
2: Well, you know that's what, what you know. What white people do It's like you know, it's that Drake meme of you know, hey, you should learn about other races and diversity. Oh no, don't want any of that. Hey, bigfoot, yeah, give me some of that. Just, what
0: the fuck yeah, what's wrong? I, listen, I, I'd love to pander to bigfoot voters, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about them right now. You're skeptical. I'm skeptical. Um, okay. Just to let everybody know, I'm skeptical. But um, there's, there's, you know, there's almost like this religious war between Bigfoot believers. You have the BEs, and uh, I came up with this myself. So it, again, uh, the biological entity believers who believe that Bigfoot's, uh, you know, either you know descended from G- Gigantopithecus Blackie, Matt, you know, which is the big ape, or what? like Homo erectus, which is. You heard him. He said Blackie. What? what? That's where the racism comes out of. <laughs> That's where the racism comes out <laughs> at
2: that's where the racism comes out. Because here's the thing. I heard this on the last podcast and I was like, and they were just, they were just like, hmm, not touching that. And I was just like, oh, no, no, I'm touching that. How, are you how, how are you do we get here? How do we get here? How do we, oh, wait, mm. this This is why your campaign manager told you not to talk about this, because your racism comes out.
0: Oh. Uh, the biological entity believers who believe that Bigfoot's, uh, you know, either you know, descended from G- Gigantopithecus Blackie, Matt, you know, which is the big ape, or like Homo erectus, which is you know, it's a man, baby. So you know, you have, you know, these, you know, these, these differing ones, and even they hate each other because you know, Bigfoot can attack you with infrasound like an elephant. I just want to let you know, or psychic terror vibes, right, to make you run through the woods and crash into a tree so they can drag you into the woods and create baby Bigfoots, and then you have.
2: I so, so here's the thing so here's the thing so he's saying that the, erotica, <laughs> the bigfoot rocket thing is a big joke and later on he goes on to say oh no I'm writing a book about the many habits of bigfoot it was just a joke with me and my army buddies it's not a really real thing but here's the whole thing right here we're talking about little dragons to the woods and make little uh, baby uh bigfoots I'm like I don't know dude kind of sounds like you're kind of into some bigfoot erotica stuff on the side mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just a little bit thing you know uh, a a a large blackie dragging your women into the woods to make babies. I don't know. Mm it's not a hard like. Is that a hard turn into the racism right there? And then you're also <laughs> campaigning you? with a white supremacist. I'm just saying. There was a
3: great article. I think it was in Vice, um, about cuckolded porns, and now we're back to porn about cuckolded porn. <laughs> and uh how it relates to our societal understanding of race and how there's like a rise in demand for cuckold porn
2: which is another um, one of those things that i'm sorry to the
3: point where no go
2: ahead, go I'm sorry. ahead. no go ahead, go
3: ahead i guess it's like to the point where uh there was a a black porn actor and he was doing an interracial scene and like they asked him More than once, if they could use the word nigger, because they wanted to, like, make it this, like, scene about his blackness. And he said no. And then they edited it in later.
2: Wait, they edited it in the nigger?
3: Yeah. How? So, like, the woman didn't call him that during the scene, but then they, like, voiceover, like, edited it into the scene later. So, So he's, like, suing the company for, like, racial harassment, because he said that they asked him multiple times. He said no multiple times, and they still it anyway
2: i'm gonna enter in the king shaming once again Um on cuckold porn also fucking weird <laughs> just throwing it out there fucking weird it is sorry weird don't care what you say don't care how you defend it
0: it's
2: weird definitely
0: definitely weird um, you had the people believe in the mystical Bigfoot of the Quaventa who's protecting us from the Dracos in the 264 or 264 million year war and uh, they, they're like interdimensional long. Okay. Again. No.
3: See okay, now. Okay. Oh. See, look, I was willing to give him. The benefit of the doubt, right? I was right? willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like lots of people study like paranormal or supernatural or whatever kind of things. But now he's talking about dimensions and stuff. And, sir, you cannot be running for my Congress.
2: And I'm pretty <laughs> sure the Draco the Dracos thing is, I'm pretty sure those are the reptilians. So that's the whole, and that's the, that gets to the Alex Jones and the Infowars bullshit. Where they, you know, and all the other people that believe that there's a the reptilian aliens that are coming down. and Like, this is, no, you know too much. And here's the thing. This, this is not, if you were to ask him to name his black friends, he'd have to look them up, right? First and last name. Okay. He's doing this off the cuff. This is flowing off the tongue way too easily. Like At first I was like, okay, the Democrat is, uh, on this is being weird. Why would you focus on this? It's not sick. But I'm actually starting to begin to think that I'm like, I don't know. Um, do you really want your congressman to know this much about imaginary Bigfoots?
3: And and alternate dimensions, I guess.
0: Hmm. <sighs> jumpers right they can jump in and out you know you can't see them Uh, then you have the magic man theory which is sort of the you know the Native American mythology that he can take you with his eyes and lead you into the woods and protector of the environment and then you have the interstellar theory
2: Ah, Bigfoot the captain planet uh, or a swamp thing Uh, Bigfoot huh okay sure
0: which UFO is just like a Bigfoot hitchhiker right they drop him off he's here like hey what's going on and then he can beam up or down so you can't kill him so you have all these Bigfoot belief systems um, and I just found it incredible uh, that they they actually believe this, and and I think that I love the fact that I'm fighting for the freedom to people, you know, that I fought for that freedom. That you can believe in any type of Bigfoot that you want.
2: Now there's now there's the politician.
0: There's the pol. There's, <laughs> there's the there's you
2: the. the mm, that was the that
3: was, that was, oh, perfect turn
2: <laughs> of just slimy politician bullshit of i'm fighting for your freedom to believe in whatever you want to believe in after you just literally spout out all four beliefs that you know way too much information about off the top of your fucking head
0: who the fuck are you fooling dude who the fuck are you fooling come on you know what is the true bigfoot and uh you know it's just amazing to have those you know well, conversations it's like, yeah,
2: with people i know what it is it's a nigger That's what it is. It's a nigger. That's that's the blacky nigger. That's what it is. I'm like, dude,
0: what are you you doing here? Um, When I have one person here says you cannot bait Bigfoot with peanut butter and jellies because they're gluten intolerant, right? You know, and then you have the person over here who's wearing a bacon (laughs) necklace and running through the woods trying to catch Bigfoot, right? So, dear Virginia,
2: if this man goes to Congress, if you vote for this man to go to Congress. His district, I guess it's the fifth district. I don't, I don't remember what district this is. Like, I, I, again, I, I get it. People are going, "Oh, wow, the Democrat going after him for this is stupid." And blah blah blah. I can't believe Democrats would do this in the fifth district. But here's the thing: listen, to this, listen to Rickman talk about this stuff. He's fucking insane. He's saying that he doesn't believe in this stuff. He just he's fighting for people's free, and he just finds it funny he's way too invested in this shit. He's way too excited. he He's somebody to tell him, don't talk about it, and he's going on for it for three fucking minutes.
3: Why does anyone think that Bigfoot is gluten intolerant? Where, like, where, <laughs> where
2: Well, you know, that you know, you, know you, you well, you know what's really killing, uh, you know what's really, what's really hurting ha- home sales is the fact that, uh, uh, too many of these Bigfoots are out here eating avocado
0: toast. And so. <sighs> it's a dynamic uh, between these type of people. So you're fighting
4: for the freedom to worship Bigfoot, if that's a thing. If that's
0: a th- it is a thing. And uh, I think um, um, these, are, these are good people. Um, they're smart. They're intelligent. And uh, they want Bigfoot to be with them. You know what? And I think that's a. I think it's a noble pursuit. Has there been a Bigfoot sighting on the North Forty here? Oh my goodness, a Bigfoot sighting here! I've heard some howls and screeches and shrieks, but I think those are coyotes or foxes. Uh, so I don't automatically default to that. Must be a Bigfoot. I.
2: We're fucked. That's all, That's all I got. That's all I got. You know what You know what I blame for all this? The person I blame for, it, people are going to say, oh, it's Trump. I'm like, no, 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 it's not Trump. The person I blame for all this is George W. Bush. I think we tend to forget how bad George W. Bush was, but I never forget how dumb George W. Bush was in the campaign trail. People were like, you know what, though? I feel like I can have a beer with him. And all I can think is, like, but I don't want to have a beer with the president. I want the president to do presidential shit. I don't need to have a beer with my president. He has nuclear codes. Ah, don't need to have a beer with him. Not a regular old Joe. I don't need a regular old Joe to have, because I know regular old Joes and regular old Joes should not have the nuclear codes.
3: The only president I've ever wanted to have a beer with is Obama. <laughs>
2: well, cause, you know, I, and I was going to say that. so so and, you know what my thing with that is? I don't, I don't want to have a beer with Obama. I want to sit back and sip wine and listen to Obama talk. It's different. Like, I don't. But it's also,
3: like, no, I would totally have a beer with Obama. But, like, here's my thing. That was never a requirement for him to be my president, though. Like, I want to have a beer with him because he was my president and he did a great fucking job.
2: Right. I I love it how, (sighs) she's all the people are asking, where's Obama? It's like, out there doing real work. What the fuck are you guys doing? Like Jake Enjoying Tapper, his damn oh, life. Oh, Jake Sitting Tapper.
5: Down.
2: Jake Tapper got dragged to hell where he tried to say something because Obama, the Obamas were at um they were at the on the run uh two, uh tour with the Obama uh, Beyonce and um Jay-Z's tour uh concert out here in uh uh DC. They went to that and Jake Tapper tried to say, "Oh, I get cuz somebody was like, "Oh, the Obamas out here getting their life." He was like, "Well, I get he was try he said something snarky about how oh, I guess it's okay for them while the rest of the country's you know, going to hell. He's out there. I'm like, you dirty motherfucker. Like, how fucking dare you? He was like, he caused the problem. His, his, his party is in disarray. It's like, you, you assholes let George W. Bush paint. Let's talk about this. George W. Bush paints terrible pictures. <laughs> Have you seen those George W. Bush pictures? That people are like, oh, you know, he's actually pretty good. He's not good. He's not good. They're terrible. George W. Bush paints. He's he's the only thing that he's worse at than painting is being a president. <laughs> like, they, are, they are so bad. So bad. They are not good paintings. And people are like, oh, oh, this is amazing. And wow. He's it's a good thing. He's, he's at her painting, and we're gonna do all this great stuff for him. And it's fine. I'm like, he goes not ask him about um his party is in more disarray than the Democrats are. Uh you know, Trump is literally running, you know, making the Republicans look even dumber than they normally are. And he's out here painting pictures. He's not doing anything. You guys don't ask anything of George W. Bush. So, you know, when his party was out here being super racist, you guys didn't ask George W. Bush to step up and say anything. So what are we doing?
3: Blaming Obama like we always
2: did. Right. 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 Like I'm looking at this. Of uh, uh, I put in George W. Bush paintings. Right, and you get, you know, uh, let's see. George W. Bush discovers it in a Rembrandt. George W. Bush's paintings praised by art critics and top, uh, I don't know, whatever. Um, George W. Bush's best selling book of paintings, so it's curiosity. (laughs) He has a book! (laughs) (sighs) But here's the thing. But but he he, he gets all the way down to Al Jazeera, and here's Al Jazeera. George W. Bush cannot hide his. Cannot hide his crimes behind paintings. Thank you, thank you. Somebody fucking gets it. This was a fucking terrible ass president, and you guys let him be a terrible ass president. Then you guys let him get away with it because he paints nice paintings according to you guys. I think his paintings are terrible.
3: They they're calling him a a, a Rembrandt. Oh. <laughs> so this article, George W. Bush discovers his inner Rembrandt.
2: Yeah, I saw that one. It was just I can't do. It. I, can't do it. Um, I
3: mean, they're all right. They're not super fancy or anything.
2: They're trash, just like his. I mean,
3: better than I could do, but I'm I'm not a painter at all.
2: <laughs> well, see, what you got to do is you have to paint with the tears of, of, of 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 Muslim Americans, and then you'll be able to have a little bit more, you know, a little bit more more uh, abilities to do that. Uh, let me see if I can pull this next one up here um yep, yeah, here we go uh, so uh, and other uh ridiculous fucking news let me see yeah see if there's gonna be, oh yeah, here we go uh so uh trump once again uh sorry, I'm trying to there we go sorry. Um, to be
6: honest, this is probably going to be the and i 'm going to say this at this table the most pro black president that we 've had in our lifetime because and I try to you know analyze the people that I encounter. this president actually wants to prove something to our community, our faith based mm-hmm. community, and our ethnic community. The last president didn 't feel like he had to. He felt like he didn't have to prove, he got a pass. This president, is, is, this administration is probably going to be more proactive regarding urban revitalization and prison reform than any president in your lifetime. If we work together, give him a chance, don't pay any attention to uh, these guys back here. And, uh, <laughs> and I promise you, we will do something, we will, this, this, this administration will continue to make history. It's gonna be a lot of positive change, great thing that
2: was pastor Daryl Scott and I'm uh, he's from Ohio and this uh, who so goes to this motherfucker's church
3: <laughs> wait it, so I have not watched the actual clip of that but I know there was the other dude there was yeah the I'm gonna play I'm playing yeah the,
2: the one that went okay. to the, yeah the guy Is that he would, the yeah.
3: he wasn't the one who said the comment
2: no though. he's actually sitting right beside Trump okay but he didn't make that comment, and um, but that was Daryl Scott. That is the one that uh, Daryl Daryl Scott's the one that looks like he has a painted on hair, and and mm. lo- and, lo- and looks like he probably failed like third grade, but became a pastor. And so nobody 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 mentions anything. Um, yeah, Daryl Scott's an idiot, and I can't for the life of me understand how anybody still goes to his church. He's clearly a sellout. Like everything he said right there. It's not true. Most pro-black president. Okay, no, first of all, no. More on prison reform. What has Trump done on prison reform?
3: He freed that one lady because Kim Kardashian asked him to.
2: Yeah, but then he replaced her with, like, you know, a bunch of, like, uh, brown people and their kids.
3: Like, didn't Obama, like, uh, pardon more people lay like, in his first term than like any
2: Yes. Okay. <laughs> but he Obama also had prison actual prison reform. He didn't just do the pardons for, you know, pats on the back, which is literally what Trump did for this. He did that for like literally after Trump after Trump like uh, like Trump literally was on some well, our free one black person, then we got to replace him with some brown people. So that's when he put the 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 zero tolerance policy that didn't need to be zero tolerance policy. People crossing the borders and quietly, people also make it seem like it's just a crossing the borders. There, it's also going to be people who are, um, uh, changing visas, not approving visas. There's this whole weird thing going on with um, uh, military spouses. Ch- well, it's military spouses, because I saw there was one. Um, one army wife who was being deported. I'm like, how do you deport somebody whose husband is in the military or was in the military? How are you? De- how are you doing this? How does that make any fucking sense? I, I, I but also, but he's
3: doing, he's, I mean, there, her husband is a Mexican dude who voted for Trump, so we also don't care.
2: Oh, him. he did though. Oh, oh yeah, a Mexican
3: dude with like I'm, a very Mexican.
2: Name. I'm reading. Really, like so name here's the story. is like
3: some very, you know, like
2: is Timo Mayan Juarez.
3: language. Yeah, Timo yeah.
2: Teemo. <laughs> the wife of a marine, of a marine boarded. Uh, let's see, a wife of a. Mar- oh shit! Come on, Stop! I hate all these fucking USA. Stop. The the wife of a marine boarded a plane in Orlando, Florida, bound for Mexico on Friday after running out of options to stop her impending deportation. Alejandra uh, Juarez, 39, had been fighting to stay in America since 2013. traffic to her. Expose her legal status. She has been accused of making false statements at the border when she sought asylum in 1998. Traditionally, immigration officials have given the spouses of military members a, a measure of leniency. Stars and Stripes reported. War is his husband, Timo as a naturalized citizen who runs a roofing business, he served in the Marine Corps and the Florida National Guard. According to Stars and Stripes, publication reported he is a, a Iraq combat veteran. Timo voted for President Donald Trump, but didn't think that Trump's policies would affect his family. This personally. He cast his vote before enforcement of the Trump administration's zero tolerance policy towards illegal immigration. You're right. I don't give a fuck about these people now. I take that back. Fuck them. Everybody else, though, is a problem. But but, but this also goes to the whole thing with Trump voters. They vote this way because they don't think it's going to affect them. And then as soon as it affects them, they're like, why didn't anybody tell us? We did tell you, you fucking ass idiots.
3: I just think it's crazy. And so like in that article, they always they keep talking about the fact that like her husband, she did apparently tell her husband because obviously she's undocumented. She can't vote at all. She told her husband not to vote for Trump. And Mm. he still did it anyway. Mm. So I, I like. It's funny because the article I read—they never once like showed a picture of the two of them together. Like it was all pictures of her and her kids, and they talked about how she was going to be separated from her kids and all this. So I'm like, it seems like she's already like fuck her husband. I mean, wouldn't you be? <laughs>
2: wouldn't you be? Hey, 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 honey, like, hey, hey, honey, I'm fighting in deportation. Please don't, please don't vote for Trump. He's gonna, no, no, it'll be fine. It'll be okay. No, no, please, 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 please think of me. Please think of your family. No, no, no. He's gonna build a wall. It'll be fine. It's fine. It's like we're I'm, we're Americans. It's okay. It's like, honey, honey, don't like this is, this is clear. Ugh, God damn it. Messing the thing with me is, he,
3: he knew that. So apparently, she got a traffic stop in like 2013. Mm-hmm. And when she got the traffic stop, that was when she got flagged for being undocumented. And it was also like she had signed some paperwork like when she was young. That she didn't understand. Yeah, that basically it, it said not, that if she left, she would not return. It was not,
2: it was 1998. Yeah, it was 1998. Yeah. So you got yeah, a false statements at the border, but it's like that was a long time ago. Yeah, know.
3: and so she was never able to like apply for citizenship, basically because of that paperwork that she signed. So he kind of knew she would never be a citizen, even with them being married, even with him being in the military, she would never be. A citizen, but at the very least, they were like, oh, they won't go after her because she's the wife of a military person, right? Or she's like low on the priority of people that they
2: go after. And tell Trump.
3: But yeah, but that's my thing. Even with all that, like, you know, your wife is here on some very, very conditional terms. You're still like, oh, when well, he says all Mexicans are rapists and, and, and criminals he's not talking about us he's talking about all the other mexicans
2: <laughs> all right all right so so conspiracy conspiracy theory i think he did to get his wife out of the country what, what an easy what an easy way to get a divorce not to give half you know you're seeing guys talk about uh blake blake um was blake griffin and him owen was like two hundred thirty five thousand dollars a month in child support you see how guys react to child support and paying child support. So this dude found a amazing way to. uh, Like, I, I part of me feels like you it, it, when you defy your wife this much and you don't care about her well being this much, I believe you did it on purpose. Yeah, I, I don't. Think I
3: mean, I, men have been trashed for less.
2: Yeah, exactly. I fully believe that they did this. He did this on purpose, expecting to get her the fuck out of the, the country and have an easy way to divorce her without owing her shit. Because there's just no way. There's no way and I I don't understand how you disregard your wife. Forget I mean, it's one thing to say when people say they disregard what black people say and what what just just some random women they don't know say. It's a totally different thing when you disregard what your wife says. Hey, this is going to affect me. Ah, fuck it. We'll be okay. I don't care. That's that's a problem. That's, that's just anyway. Uh, but anyway, back to these, these, these dumbest pastors. So yeah, Daryl Scott, uh, I don't understand where you came up with this. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't understand where, Darryl, I don't understand how anybody listened to Daryl Scott. Um, but here's one of the, this is a uh, pastor, John Gray. This is a pastor who, um, went on to Don Lemon to try to defend the fact that he went on, he went there to meet with Donald Trump, which is basically the same thing that the HBCU presidents did, which I thought was dumb too, and that turned out bad. And all these pastors apparently did the same thing.
6: What, whatever credibility I've gained over years in ministry with the community uh, that I've come from, why would I risk it? Would it be for a photo op? Would it what, be for that's I'm going to ask you why. why was I it? went because <laughs> I believe I was sent.
5: I believe that my faith. Did face- you have to go to the White House? Couldn't it have, could you have done a conference call? Could you have been on, um, you know, via uh, uh, te- television or camera? Could you have teleconference? Or could you have, maybe there could have been another place other than the White House where you can discuss this? Did you, the question, the, the thing is, is that sitting there, all of these African Americans mm-hmm. sitting there, it is being seen as the President of the United States, this administration that has. I'll propose.
2: First of all, when did Don Lemon be, actually become a good interviewer?
3: It Okay. You know when it happened? When I he got will drunk never at, forget. When he
2: got drunk at it New was, Year's Eve?
3: That drunk you, <laughs> New Year's Eve, Don Lemon came out and he was like, he's like, my life has been a lie. It's been a sham. <laughs> he, just, he just went off. He was like, I'm, I'm a sellout. I'm horrible. <laughs> he's
2: I, I'm convinced. I'm convinced that, 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 that you know. You know, uh, maybe maybe Don Lemon did get replaced by a loser person. I don't know. This is not the Don Lemon I know. This is this is a weird, interesting Don Lemon who actually understands. Because remember, d- before this, Don Lemon used to do dumb things like the N word. Is it you know? Is it really that bad as cracker? Or is it you know? Uh, maybe we should you know five things the black community. Remember the well. Let me see. I want to find that. Remember the five things the black community can do. Uh, to be better, because he tried to say that um, Bill O'Reilly didn't go far enough, and one of them was like pull up your pants or something like that. It was just like so stupid, ah, so bad. But yeah, it's like when did Don I Lemon like, get this? I,
3: I love, I love black as fuck Don Lemon. <laughs> yeah,
2: here we go. Oh yeah, here we go. I'm, I'm sorry, we're taking a little break from this pastor because I got to, I, I got to play this to remind us where, um, where Don Lemon came from because it's just. It's it's been such a fascinating turn for him because it's like, I remember when he was, he was like, I remember Ferguson during Ferguson. He was garbage. So fucking garbage,
5: you know? And I'm just
2: like, yo, when did this
5: happen? I want to talk to you because we are going to take a break from the headlines to talk about something I've had on my mind for quite some time now. So much so that I felt compelled to bring back our segment where we hold politicians leaders and pundits accountable for what comes out of their mouths it's time now again for no talking point yeah, black
4: on black violence.
5: week i'm only here on the weekend so listen to this the reason uh, there is on, so much, much violence talk. and chaos in the black precincts is the disintegration
4: of the african-american family
5: thank you bill o'reilly we miss bill o'reilly's voice he's got a point in fact He's got more than a point. Bill? Raised without much structure, young black
4: men often reject education and gravitate towards the street culture, drugs, hustling, gangs. Huh. Nobody we forces them it's... to do that. Again, it is a personal decision.
5: Huh. Personal choice. He is right about that, too. But in my estimation, he doesn't go far enough because black people. If you really want to fix the problem, here's just five things that you should think about doing. Here's number five. And if, if, if this doesn't apply to you, if you're not doing this, then it doesn't apply to you. I'm not talking about you. Here's number five. Pull up your pants. Some people, a lot of them black, gave me flack for saying that recently on the Wendy Williams show. If you're sagging, it means I think it's your self-esteem is sagging and who you are as a person. It's sagging. Uh, young People need to be taught respect, and there are rules. All
2: right, I'm not gonna play the rest of this because I think we did this when the first time he came out. But I just want to remind people, you know, that used to be Don Lemon. New Don Lemon. I don't know who new Don Lemon is. I don't know who they replaced him with. I don't know when he. When, when. I mean, I I know when it happened. We clearly it happened during that that drunken New Year's Eve. I just need to know, like, what happened in his life that made him realize his entire life was a sham.
3: He couldn't find a date. How much you want to bet? Is that? <laughs> Because you know, people were not like I'm trying to about think, him at all. Well,
2: because I'm trying to think, I I know, it, I can't remember if that 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 whole five things Bill O'Reilly thing happened before or after he came out as gay.
1: Um,
2: but there it might have been it might have been before. I, I kind of feel like after he came out, you know, officially as 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 being gay, there were starting to be a little change there. Um, and maybe that was it. Maybe just not having to feel like you said, maybe feeling like he doesn't have to live a not even I don't even think he was like lying about it before, but I feel like maybe just that took that weight off his shoulders and he finally felt like he can actually be a gay black man and not feel like the kind of pressure to kind of perform you know okay. for these audiences i don't I don't know what
5: it is those policies that are so def- detrimental to African Americans that they are using you as a prop, but how can hang on they're using when- you as a prop, and that it is a photo op and that
6: but the They're photo going. op doesn't work; it backfires because the the moment that I'm on that platform, whatever they were hoping to accomplish with their intended audience backfires because they don't have credibility in that market in the first place with those people.
2: Okay, no, that's not true. The credibility—he's not making—he's not. This is what this is. This is why these pastors got get, get me heated. It's the same thing that happened with the HBCU thing. The 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 market that Trump is going for the photo up he's going for, is not for black people. It's for white people. He does this stuff to bring out his, 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 his little, his, his, his black friends to look this, to say to other, the other white people, like the whole, I have black friends thing. It's not for black people. That whole thing is for white people. It's for other white people to go, Oh, he's not really racist. That's what it's for. They do. He does that so that people can go, well, no, 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 the president's not really racist. If he was really racist, he wouldn't have brought all those black pastors to the White House, you know? And he's waiting for one of you, he's waiting for somebody to say something dumb like, oh yeah, you're the most pro-black president of all time, you know? Just like right after um, he met with the HBCU people, some idiot went out and said, oh, Obama never did this, even though he kind of he did, you know? And that's, what, and that's what they're going on. He's going off of a lie. Like you cannot go, you cannot sit down with Donald Trump and think you're going to win the PR war because the minute like the, the, the smartest person is when um LeBron. James, first of all, if you if you do not like LeBron James, go fuck yourself. You are Ew, you guys don't like LeBron James. Idiots. LeBron James. Like, I
3: didn't want the Warriors to win every single game and still love LeBron James. Right. Like it, both can beat you. Right.
2: Um. Le- LeBron was asked about, I think Rachel Nichols asked him uh, if he would sit down, or uh, I mean, it wasn't Rachel Nichols, somebody else asked him. He sat Down, and he was just like, I would never sit down with the president. I would never sit down across from him. And that's that's the right answer. It's like, it doesn't matter if you tell him about himself. It doesn't matter if you're there to combat him. You there's some people you cannot sit down across from, you know? Yeah. Because they have the power. Like, it, it's like, um, I'm not going to play it, but it was that clip that they pl- finally played. They finally got Richard. Myers that the comics gate diversity and comics dude on camera and I think it was I can't remember whose show it was um but they finally they, they kind of and some people were just upset about it and were like oh you shouldn't have gotten a platform or something like that but the thing about it is the power was in the, the, the hands of the interviewer the interviewer basically made him look like a goddamn fool made him look idiotic and yeah people are gonna sit there oh you gave, raised this platform but he he's exposed as being and he, now you don't need to get him any more screen time. He's been exposed. You can't do that with the president of the United States because the president of the United States has the power. No matter what, no matter who interviews him, he holds the title of president. And it's shameful that Trump holds that title. But you cannot sit down across from him in this, in this respect because you do not have the power. So there's already Pastor John Gray totally under, doesn't understand
6: the power dynamics. You're wrong. You don't get it. For me. The answer is very simple. I went through every detail. Why would I go? What could I possibly gain? Would which is nothing. And my wife, would, would you do it again? Would I go back? Wait, you just said it right there.
2: What would I gain by going? Nothing. So why did you go? You go. If you gain nothing, then why did you go? Because he gains everything by having you in the room. So if you get absolutely nothing out of it, why would you go? This is why I cannot stand these people. That's why I can't stand a lot of pastors because you guys are fucking idiots. Fucking idiots! You are an idiot. You are a goddamn fool. Oh, I sat there and prayed on it. Fuck that! You were an idiot. Because you know what? You prayed on it. You didn't get an answer back. I'm just gonna be honest about that. Nobody answered back. You answered back yourself. Couldn't give him, give yourself. You just want to oh, fucking. I'm gonna go. Because you know what? You wanted to meet somebody with that kind of power.
6: And he made you look like a fool. If there were different circumstances, if I had assurances that we were going to meet about the intended uh, conversation, yeah, I would go back. Not because I agree.
2: Oh, oh, oh. So you mean to tell me that you did this first meeting without any guarantees that it would be about the intended thing you were there for, and then it turned out to be a photo op for for, for Trump, and you got absolutely nothing out of it. So basically, you got played.
3: Sounds about right. Because mm. <laughs> Trump has now done this to black folks multiple times. I believe he did this to the HBCU presidents as well.
2: Like, I always allow the HBCU president thing because it was like they were desperate. They needed the money and trying to hopefully get the, the funding for the schools. And, you know, it was early on in the Trump presidency, right? He screwed them over within like a week of that meeting. Within a week of that meeting, he I think he cut funding, you know. So even with them though, I'm like, okay, that happened early on. They 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 learned their lesson. How do you then see what happens to them and go and do the same fucking thing? That's your fault. Mm-hmm.
6: Because this is what's important. Alignment or even speaking does not mean agreement. Dialogue does not mean agreement. Sitting at the table doesn't mean agreement. And that's important. I don't agree.
2: It does mean agreement when you're sitting with somebody who's not having a conversation with you. If it's just a photo op, if it's just a a meeting so that he can have another black pastor say he's the most pro-black president and give him a soundbite that he needs for his campaign, then yeah. It is agreement. You got sucker. You got played.
3: (laughs) Also, if you don't agree, nobody said anything during the actual meeting. Like when homeboy said uh, he's the most pro-black president, nobody was like, scratch, rewind, sorry, say that again. Like nobody questioned it in the moment.
2: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just got I just got awesome news. The time has come to make it so. Sir Patrick uh, Stewart will be returning to his iconic role of John luc Picard in a new CBS All Access Star Trek series that tells the story of the next chapter of Picard's life. Holy shit. I, I w- see
3: you CBS All Access. I will
2: CBS. be I will uh, be re, I will <laughs> get, Yo, when Star Trek comes back, I'm getting back to, to CBS All Access. I'm I'm in on it. Yo, I'm sorry. That's just that's very fucking awesome um sorry anyway um but no no, no like yes yeah, this, this guy's
6: just an idiot the fuck what, what were you thinking with many of the policies
5: right. but it doesn't stop me from having conversation okay i gotta i know we've gone on long so just sorry producers this is what you put it on you put on your instagram page you said lord do you want me in that room my first mind mile-
2: and the lord answered hell fucking no what are you stupid <laughs> what are you stupid like I shouldn't. Like, the the I,
3: Lord I, I, helps those who help themselves.
2: Look, look here, look here, guys. Look, look. It's no, no, no surprise. I, 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 I am loosely an atheist. I hate using that term because I feel like atheists can be sometimes just over, overboard with their shit too. Here's the thing. I grew up in the church, right? My my uncle's a pastor. I went to, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in religion. All right, so I know a thing or two. And the one thing that always used to bother me was I was like. Jeez, if if I'm God, I would really be annoyed by people's petty little requests and their prayers. It's like, when are you going to do something yourself? Why do you need to pray on this? Like, if I'm God and I get this prayer, I got out of all the other prayers I got. You know, you got kids literally sitting in cages, separated from their parents from the border, right? Who are probably getting a, he's probably got like a he got like thousands of those prayers. He's got to answer right, or she's got to answer right. Um, and then, and then God gets this prayer from this jackass going, Lord, do you want me in the room with Trump? The fuck you think? The fuck I gotta... <laughs> I'm over here answering all these other fucking prayers from all these kids that are locked up in cages because of Trump. And you want me to know if, you, you, if, I, if I want you to meet with this asshole who gave me more work to do? The fuck's wrong with you? Like, what is... My first mind was no. My
5: first mind was no the pain of so many is too real the hurt the isolation the sense of disenfranchisement the real ha- hate that has bubbled to the surface of the national discourse
2: you should have stopped there stop with your first your, my first mind stop there good first instincts are usually the
5: best instincts go with that do you think this president is responsible for hate in in the nation's discourse now
6: i believe that our president has fostered a culture and a climate that has allowed for what was there and has been there for years
2: and so you didn't say this to him. You, th- okay, so and in case you didn't see the original uh, the, the video, because I know, Shannon, you didn't see it, the video where, uh, where, where um, uh, Patrick Scott, Daryl Scott, said that he was the most pro-black Pleasant. the pastor directly sitting next to Donald Trump to his right? John Gray. This asshole. You could have said this to Trump then. You could have interrupted Scott and told him, Whoa, buddy, slow your fucking roll. That ain't fucking true. Instead, if you heard remember going back to that clip, a couple of amens, a couple of laughs when he said when he when he took a jab at the media,
6: you didn't say
2: jack shit.
6: To bubble up. It has empowered people in. A horrific way, absolutely, I don't think there's any question about that, mm-hmm. and if you're looking for someone who's a fan of the administration or a boy for the administration, that's not me. I am a man of god
2: i just did, i just I just didn't say anything when I had an opportunity to say something no, you're right, you're nope. not a boy Confested
6: for that in that
3: room yeah not you're... One per...
2: yeah you' you're not you're not a boy for that administration, you're worse you're a fucking coward you're worse. At least, I mean, shit, Daryl Scott. We know he's a, he's a boy for the administration. You know, he's 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 cooning it up. I don't know what the, what, what kind of deals he getting on the side, but he's doing that shit. You sir, you sir though, are a fucking coward. Could you sat in the room, sat directly next to Trump, could have looked him in his eyes and told him all about himself. Knowing, and, and you have all this, all this, oh, no, no, I believe this. When you're talking to Don Lemon, when you had a chance to talk to fucking Donald Trump and say to his fucking face, you said nothing. You're a coward.
6: My faith guides me. Uh, I very well may.
2: Does your faith make you a coward? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to say that in the, got to say that in the, uh, the Joker voice that when, uh, when the Joker said it to uh, that detective, was like, you want to know how many of your friends were cowards? Does your faith make you a coward?
6: Lose credibility with a whoever, but the people that know my heart know this. I am determined to honor what I believe is the calling on my life. Mm-hmm. There's nothing for me to gain from being there, but I am committed to fighting for people who So there's nothing for you there's to gain
3: nothing for
6: me to gain for <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. He,
3: really, he can he doesn't know how to dig himself out of a hole. He is actually creating a larger
2: hole. Can I be honest? This is the, I think that's one of the problems with, 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 with some pastors is that if you take away the Bible and the, what they're saying from that and just listen to what take, it, take that, that context out of it. If you just listen to what they fucking say, they're not smart. They say a lot of dumb things. And him, he's talking a lot, but he's not actually saying anything. So if you, because here's the thing, the easiest answer for him would have been, it was like, I wasn't there for myself. I was there for my constituents. I was there for my congregation. I was there for the people I represented. That's why I went. I didn't go to gain for my own personal gain. I want to try to be a voice for my people. That, that is bullshit, but it would at least have made more sense than what, it is bullshit, Right. (laughs) Cause at it's this point it's
3: lies, but at right. least it would have been a better lie.
2: Right, it's a better lie than going. Well, because even now he's not lying. He's just basically going, "Well, I didn't do it for myself. I had nothing to gain from it." All right, then why'd you go? That's a, that's a, that's a that's a logical answer. Then why'd you go? Oh uh, well, 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 I had a faith calling, and you know Jesus told me, and God told me, and you know there's a burning bush outside, and then you know uh sermon on the mound, and then blah 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 blah, and
6: fuck. Who cannot fight for themselves. And if I began to cower to people who don't agree, because a lot of the people who don't agree with me don't share my faith. Daniel spoke to Nebuchadnezzar. Elijah spoke now to Now you're Ahab. preaching. No, I'm not preaching. What I'm saying know. is for my faith. There are times when people who will have faith speak to leaders who don't subscribe or agree or even align up.
2: You didn't speak to him, though. You didn't say anything. If this is the case, if you're saying that you went there to combat Trump and to speak up against him and speak truth to power, then what the fuck did you say to him? You didn't say anything as far as I know. You sat there with your mouth shut like a coward.
3: And let this other coon call him the most pro-black you know, <laughs> pro president that we've had.
2: What? What did you, I mean... Oh, uh, All right, cool. If you're going to tell me you went there to speak truth to power, okay, cool, fine. What truth did you speak?
6: I'm, I'm sorry. You, uh, was that nothing? Oh, okay. With that. So for me, it wasn't about being seen. Clearly, that did nothing for me. You, so I, me, I let believe let, in something. Higher to you. To you. Oh,
2: it did something for you. It made you look a fucking idiot. I mean, let's, mm-hmm. let's not take away too much stuff. I mean, you did look like, you did look pretty stupid.
5: Let so. me say this to you. And I spoke to someone who I really respect Today and talking about faith. And look, I'm a I'm a person of faith. He said there is a reason that people would teach you about the Bible, would let you congregate on the plantation, but would not allow you to read. Do you understand the meaning of Absolutely. It means they believe that religion keeps people in chains and that fighting back and saying, I'm not going to deal with this, turning the other cheek because they don't want you to, to leave the plantation. Who is this Don Lemon?
2: Who is this man? This is not Don Lemon. You, you want to talk conspiracies? My conspiracy is Don Lemon was replaced by somebody or something. He's replaced by a robot. That is not Don Lemon right there. That is, I'm sorry. You are not going to convince me that is fucking Don Lemon. No way. No way he basically came here and told this pastor it's like it's almost like you're you're telling people to kind of lay down and be uh and be cowards like you i mean i I'm like, wait did he just did you just tell him that you're basically telling people to lay down and not fight back? It's almost like you're trying to make them complicit it's like did you just say this did he just say this on air to a black pastor?
6: did he just do this? well I <laughs> what would he say to that i, I was just like, I'm turning to
2: like Don Lemon. I'm feeling. I'm feeling some kind of way of like the fact that I'm starting to like Don Lemon. Like I, I feel. I feel weird.
6: Was never on the plantation. We just, we just call him the
3: Lemon now. Yeah, I'm gonna
2: call He's him the Lemon no, just, just just call him. D, D, I'm, I'm calling D, uh, D Lemon with a, a D and the apostrophe <laughs> Lemon. D Lemon.
5: And what I'm saying is because people keep overlooking so much overlooking, you know, when it comes to women, overlooking what it says about gays, overlooking what it says about Muslims, overlooking what it says about just about everything. Absolutely. Just, there's so much you just keep overlooking. People who are in the faith-based community, evangelicals, all of these things. Who overwhelmingly Affairs, voting. adultery, all of those things. And then because what? At what cost, at what price? And I think that's the key.
6: I wasn't on the presidential evangelical advisory board. I think that what you said are valid. I can only speak for me. Uh, with everything that I could have lost and could still lose, I believe that my voice was necessary because I was there for people who could not fight for themselves.
2: You didn't say a goddamn thing, though.
5: Thank you. That was my right. intention in my heart. Thank you, we've gone really long, sorry. Oh
3: my God, what a fucking idiot. My other favorite new thing about Dilemma. Is he will cut you off? <laughs> he will be like you saying some stupid shit, and we're going around the circle. So um, let's talk later.
2: <laughs> right, right. Just like when who? When did this? I don't know when this happened. I don't know when this happened. I I just I'm very very confused. I'm very very confused. All right, uh, we're gonna have a eh, shorter show today, but um, I got two great moments of white privilege. They might this might turn into a little bit longer. Uh, so it means it's time to play. Oh, actually, what am I doing? I'm, I gotta keep this this in. Sorry about that. Um, we got two great moments of white privilege because uh, I think in the last two weeks we've had two great moments of white privilege because there's just uh, so much weird shit going on. I don't, I don't know why, 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 why. why? <laughs> All right, great moments of white privilege. Um. Let's start with, you know, we were just doing, you know, this involves, this involves policies. Let's do the, let's do the more serious one first. And then we'll do the funny one second. Um, the source says, a uh, hate group to be provided with three private Metro rail cars ahead of the Unite the Right rally.
3: I heard about this.
2: Sources told me- members of Metro's largest unit that the Ku Klux Klan-affiliated hate group will receive special accommodations following the Unite the Right rally in Washington, D.C. The sources shared with the ATU Local 689 that the hate group will be provided with three private rail- metro rail cars and a police escort that will allegedly stop at the Foggy Bottom metro station on August 11th and 12th. From there, sources say the group will march through the streets of D.C. before arriving at Lafayette Park for the rally. ATU Local uh, 689 uh, 689 members said, oh, hold on." Say that they have been informed and are encouraged to follow safety protocol in the presence of this hate group. If it is, if the rumored special, uh, special accommodations, general manager, general manager Paul Paul Winderfield plans to give are true, union president Jack uh, Jackie uh, Jeter released the following statement regarding the information. Local 689 is proud to provide transit to everyone for the many events we have had in D.C., including the March of, March of Life, the Women's, uh, Women's March, and Black Lives Matters. We draw the line of giving special accommodations to hate groups and hate speech, especially considering that the g- court grant granted Metro the ability to deny ads on the buses and trains that are issue-oriented. We find it hypocritical for Mr. Widefield to make these unprecedented special accommodations for a hate group. Metro released the following statement to ABC7 News. Uh, as, as we do for all events of this nature, Metro is working to collaborate with law enforcement and ensure a safe travel for our customers and employees. Transit police have, are, are engaged in an ongoing discussion with MPD, the lead agency for the August 12th event, as well as the Virginia state police and others as to how to keep everyone safe on that day. While details of the plan are security uh, sensitive at this stage, I can tell you that it has not been finalized, which means they're close to being finalized. ATU local 689 says that more than 80% of its members are people of color. Now, if you're asking yourself, well, maybe they did the same thing for Black Lives Matter if they did not. No. Black Lives Matter, yeah, no. These other groups did not get special metro cars.
3: This is like when uh, Parkland kids got the lift rides. Mm-hmm. But even worse, because it's hateful people.
1: Way they worse, will go yeah.
3: out of their fucking way to protect hate groups. Like, the Klan is going to get all of the police protection. Yep. We, you know, you know, Dylan Roof is going to be calmly escorted uh, to his holding cell, but literally everyone else can go fuck themselves, I guess.
2: Yep. Yep. It's, it's a, it's a disgusting thing where, I mean, obviously the obvious is white supremacy. Yeah. But to dig deeper into it, what it is, is, it's a little bit it's a little bit more disgusting than that because I guess the the the, the easy reader of this would be to say that they're just oh, they're just there to protect these white people from themselves and blah 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 it, it, it's worse than that it, It's not to protect white people, not not to protect this hate group. It's more to kind of almost isolate it from everybody else so that the white people that aren't here or that aren't involved in the march can pretend like it didn't happen. It's why they do the whole thing with police presence. And they black it off because they don't want to cause a scene it's that thing where you know if if we don't do this then there'll be a scene you know, there'll be counter protesters it'll be a big mess it'll be a big you know a big deal and people can't ignore it what they want to do is they want to suppress it so people can pretend like it didn't happen and that it's and that it's ignored from it and I'm like that's 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 not how you address it like white people's whole way of addressing um white supremacy and and, and hate groups and things like that it's to pretend like they didn't exist. Um actually, you know what? I did have something else I wanted to play. Um it was something that somebody shared this either on Twitter, I don't no, I think it was Facebook. And basically what it was is it was it was white people talking white people got interviewed in nineteen sixty four uh, by this news station and it was them talking about um uh, this this white guy on a news station was basically asking them what their reactions were to the Civil Rights Act passing. I'm going to play that because it's so fucking telling.
1: Mrs. J.D. Milam. And I think this is the most ridiculous thing that has ever happened. The niggers are just as free as we are. We have the same opportunity to work and to build their part of the town up just the same as we have. I I just don't understand it and don't approve of it. I'm going to stand up for my right. Thank you
5: very much. Jim Knight with WALB Television News. Mm -hmm. We're soliciting the views of all many people on the Civil Rights Bill. Would you like to give us your views?
3: Well, I think if they remain peaceful, it would be a lot better than perhaps the violence that would be concerned. Uh, Well, of course, being a southerner, I'm not fired at all.
2: I see. And uh, I just
4: don't know how it's going to turn out. I hope we don't have any trouble.
5: We're soliciting opinions on the Civil Rights Bill. Would you like to give us yours?
1: I'm sorry, but I don't think it's the time right now. I think they have equal rights, though.
5: Thank you very much. Would you like to express your views? No, I don't
6: think so. How about you? Nope. What I'd have to say wouldn't be fit to go
4: on air. Thank you very much. I don't like it. I think you're just trying to put something on us that we don't want. I see. We ought to have a national election on it rather than just letting nine men tell us what we got to do.
6: And how about you i feel the same
4: all
5: right thank you very much mm-hmm.
6: well, i sure don't like it that's for sure
5: i see do you feel this will have any effect on your life directly i
4: imagine it will thank you very much I'm afraid we might have neighbors to get next door to us.
5: thank
2: you yeah that's why um why people kind of don't want uh they want to act like they want to give special treatment to the KKK and stuff like that. Um, they want to pretend like this shit doesn't happen. Cause you know, that was from 1964. You can almost go word for word and ask white people today, some of the same things, they'll give you the same answers.
3: Yeah. I love how one of them was like, they're going to have the same opportunities to have jobs. And, and to, 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 to do work like us. And like just said, it's so incredulous. Like, well, what, uh, I love the one where she
2: was like, uh, you know, again, I love the fifty-three percent that was all up in that uh, in that clip, right? It was a bunch of white women. And the one mm-hmm. who goes, I imagine it will affect me. You know, I gonna have to live next to niggers. And that's what the other thing is, like you know, white people act like they, this stuff isn't real, and that it, it's so far removed. And if you if you don't if you don't separate out the, the, the alt-right and the, the white supremacists on that, on those trains, then they, and they come into DC and into those, those, that, that, that part of DC and in, in these areas where, you know, residents have made themselves feel like they, or the white residents have made themselves feel like they're different. They're progressive, even though they've literally moved in gentrified areas, black areas, they, they, they move in these areas and they're going to feel like they've, um, uh, uh, they they they've done something different, so they they have to pretend like this shit doesn't exist. And so it was that thing where they just you know it's like moving your your peas that you didn't want your vegetables that you didn't want to eat as a kid on the other side of their plate, and your mom's like, they're still there. It's like I can't see them, so I can't eat them. What are we doing? What are we doing? Here? So, um, yeah, it's just fucking bullshit. Um, I'm I, like I said, I'm I'm gonna be interested in seeing how that that the eleventh the twelfth thing happens. Um. One, it'll be it, on the one hand, I'm like, okay, they come out here, they'll be counter protesters, and maybe they all of them won't even show up. The other part and, and since they'll they'll have a police escort, which is just un unfucking heard of and unreal. I'm afraid of another Charlottesville. Like they're still exposing people from Charlottesville. And and I feel like these groups have gotten way more emboldened in how they act and what they do. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm very nervous about the next couple weeks. Shoot, I mean, is that actually that's next weekend? So, uh, I'm gonna be nowhere near DC. So, yeah. Um, the next story, a little bit great moments of white privilege, but it's just the just the title alone is enough. <sighs> Charlie Sheen is having a dire financial crisis. Has less than ten million dollars to his name.
3: Mm. Would love love to have that crisis.
2: According to reporting, people Charlie Sheen is now what some of us like to call rich broke people rich people broke meaning he's still very rich when compared to 99% of the country, but considers himself broke because he can no longer live as extravagantly as he did when he was making $1.8 million an episode for a WT television show called Two and a Half Men. It's all coming up now for the same reason salary issues among men typically make headlines. He's contesting his child support payments.
3: Of course. What, wasn't he also like one of these like guys who was like basically like blowing all his money on like hookers and blow and tigers and, well, and... that
2: was that was the whole tiger blood thing <laughs> remember the whole winning thing he did for yeah. that, those years where i didn't find any of that shit funny it was just uh, fucking stupid and he was going on tour and he was just yeah fucking ridiculous um sheen finally uh recently filed a request to modify a child support payment to denise richards and brooke miller he has two children with each ex-wife and people has the docs. In them, Sheen claims he can't afford to make his monthly payments because he's unable to find study work and has been blacklisted from many aspects of the entertainment industry. I wonder why.
4: Well,
2: after claiming he has significant uh, significant reductions in his earnings and dire financial crisis, well, less than $10 million to his name. The document also lists several debts Sheen has been unable to pay because of his finances, including both a pool service and a gardening service, which are both known as past due. You could sell your house or get a fucking job. Mm
3: -hmm. i mean i kind of him not being able to get a job because i wouldn't want to hire him he's like notoriously unreliable um but at the same time it's like you don't have to live the way you want to be lived and that's fine if you want to get your child support payments reduced because you know because i'm sure like whatever they are they are also ridiculous and not at a level that normal people like I'm sure whatever they are, it's ridiculously high because all these celebrities have ridiculously oh, yeah. And, high and,
2: and Yeah, and, 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 and if his financial situation has definitely changed, then yeah, okay. Get it there. Yeah. I just find it weird because it's like, you know, some of the stuff, you could just get a smaller house.
3: Yeah, but you could also change your lifestyle. That's the thing. It's like, you know, like, have you tried? Maybe not. I don't know. Eating things that are made with like gold. I don't like. Like I assume this is the lifestyle that Charlie Sheen. But
2: I I love golden crusted chicken wings. I can't (laughs) eat anything less. It just doesn't sit with my stomach well. Absolutely absurd. Absolutely absurd. (sighs) Anyway. Um, you know what? Sure, sure. Today, that's all I got. Uh, you got anything that you want to talk about or anything you want to add in before we wrap this up? Mm -hmm. No, um,
3: I am just this, this life. (laughs) It's funny because, like, like, these are real people's actual problems. Um, I I can't believe that this is uh, like people are dying, Charlie.
2: But he needs his pool.
3: <laughs> Children are in cages.
2: <laughs> but he needs his pool.
3: Oh, this is
2: America. <laughs> but he needs his pool, and he did. And again, like I just—it's—it's such a—it's—it's—it's—it's—it's been interesting to me again. Um, with me. Trying to get my house ready to sell and then trying to buy a new house and things like that. I've been mean, watching a lot of HGTV and stuff like that. And it's it been interesting me watching what some people who are clearly out of touch with the fact that a lot of people just don't have these opportunities or have this money or have this ability to do a lot of things. It's just so interesting me watching some people be so out of touch with things. And I'm just like, what the fuck? What the fuck are you doing? Are you doing? I just.
3: Yeah, yeah. He could probably make porn back to porn.
2: <laughs> Who's watching that? Again, again. So we start. So there's, we end where we start. Somebody with-
3: watching Octomom porn. So I don't doubt oh, that somebody will watch Charlie Sheen. Porn. God
2: damn it! Why'd you get to remind me of that? So we, so we end where we start at with 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 kink shaming, which I think might be the name of the show because I'm definitely gonna have the kink shame. Um, if you watch Charlie P- porn, uh, Charlie Sheen porn, or Octomom porn. Again, fucking weird. It's fucking weird. Fucking weird. I'm sorry. I, I it's fucking weird. And you need to know it's weird. You need to know it's not normal. And that's okay. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with not being normal. But you need to know it's not normal. And you had that all in your consideration. So, um all right, Shannon, please tell people where they can find uh obviously they can get where to get young uh, the young god comic on MTR network, but where you, they can sign up for the Patreon and anything else you want, and where they can find you at the Twitter and all the other stuff.
3: So Patreon is patreon.com/slash young god. Sign up as low as a dollar a month, all the way up to ten dollars a month. Um, then our Twitter is at young god comic one, and then. I have my own personal Twitter at Shitty Um you guys can find me. Um Yeah. Most people can find me. <laughs> I'm not gonna spell it. I always spell it wrong. And Wait, you um, spell your own
2: Twitter name wrong? Huh? You spell your own Twitter name wrong?
3: Yeah, because sometimes I put the S in the Anyway. How do you spell <laughs> your
2: but it's your name? You picked it. How
3: do you spell it wrong? I it's it's a thing. It's a thing. Anyway. <laughs> um <laughs> Also, um, I am putting out some stuff. We have Cloak & Dagger coming up, the finale episode. We're recording tomorrow. Um, I am working on some post-Comic-Con stuff as well still. I just We did a ton of articles already, and guys, there's still more stuff.
2: Yeah, I, we, I think Michelle's still waiting for our uh, Black Lightning uh, interview videos. Um, I still got the uh, Daffy Superman one to do because I think that comes out this week, so I actually want to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna try to get that done this weekend. Um, yeah, we do have a lot of we do have a ton of stuff to, to, to put out there. We did, I think, right now there's like 20 articles already up, um, mm-hmm. and that's like five more than we did for for San Diego Comic Con 2017, and we still got a ton more to put out. So uh, I, I do want to thank you. Uh, Phenom, the entire team at NPR that helped put out stuff here uh, you know pat ourselves on the back we did a great job <laughs> we did a great job this yeah. year, and I look forward to it i think i think i think this will be a good way going forward for us so um thank you guys so and for us uh insanity check uh you can get a insanity check at uh on uh, iTunes Stitcher radio google play movie you also go to uh insanity check uh dot dot net um we got a lot of stuff coming out for um premium uh, i just put out two premium episodes we had the comic book club for han solo Chew- chewbacca and the Lon- uh, lando series that was just one episode that just came out and we did also did um uh part two of the season three of rebels also came out um we got some other stuff we're, we're gonna be, we're working on i put out some some emails about uh some upcoming Comic book, book club so we should have some stuff coming out for that and um yeah just stay tuned we got we got stuff coming out. I know. Uh, I also got to talk to, to, to about what we're doing for the character corner. I think the next two character corners are, um, Hickman shield and, um, secret warriors. And then we're going to go through his Avenger stuff. So I think that's, and that'll take us into the end of uh, August. And then there's September. September, we might do Morrison. I think that might be the time of us to to jump into the Morrison stuff. So, um, stay tuned. We've been really having fun changing up the, um, the character corners and doing, doing creators and, and runs and, and, and mixing up comic book clubs in there. So, um, yeah, I I
3: have some suggestions for some creators.
2: Okay, cool. Awesome. We will take those. So, um, all right, folks. Well, thank you guys very much for listening until next time. We're out of here. Peace.